Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. This is your host and Foreclosure Deal Coach, Donnie Corum, recording from the Creative Density Studios in downtown Denver, Colorado, with my producer and main man, Mr. Jonathan Winston. How's it going, man? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I've been in the house a lot lately, so I've like actually <laughs> been uh, like decorating and making my place look pretty cool so like when outside open back opens back up you'll like want to go there yeah i'll be like they'll have the ultimate bachelor pass so people can like come back and see how smooth it is you know just for the record it's not just a smooth sultry voice ladies um if you're listening to the podcast mr winston is single and ready to mingle right so now he's got the he's got that crazy Plenty. bachelor pad so you better you know hit him up you might be able to work something out like <laughs> it's not just a podcast about real estate it's also a dating show foreclosure deals we'll talk about that at <laughs> some point during the night, but that's neither here nor there. Let's go. All right. Well, let's get going on the show before the lines start blowing up with people trying to get Jay's number. Um, today, we're going to be discussing the foreclosure market as we do every day and what's going on with that. But we are now a little bit, by the time you're hearing this, we should be a few weeks post-Rona in the sense that things have started to turn around, right? We are, we are now looking at the world after the virus outbreak, and hopefully, hopefully, not heading back into another lockdown. Uh, we've done enough social distancing, here's hoping, and we're on the tail end trying to turn the economy around. That's what I'm hoping for, who knows, you know, but that's where we think you are right now. Assuming that's the case, you're going to be fascinated by the uh, article I saw recently posted uh, on Fox News uh, from Ilhan Omar, uh, introducing a bill to cancel rent and mortgage payments during the coronavirus pandemic. Now, first of all, I want, I want to point out that I'm just super proud of Ilhan Omar, right? She's a, a very young Muslim woman who's a Democrat a Democratic senator in, in, from the state of Minnesota, right? Now, that, that's just incredible. You have to understand what it takes to be a woman in government in general, right? A minority woman in government, and then add Muslim, all right? So out of the gate, just super proud of the fact that that's taking place in our government. So kudos to you, uh, Ms. Omar, for that. That's just incredible. But th this article, as it goes into, proposes that all Americans, regardless of income and employment, would have their rent and or mortgage waived with no sign of it ever needing to be paid back, right? It just kind of, here's some money, like we're going to waive it, the, the, the mortgage payments have to be paid, so the landlords don't have to worry about paying the mortgage, the rent doesn't have to be paid because the landlords didn't have to pay their mortgage, and that supposedly is going to balance everything out. Okay? And conceptually, especially if you're going through some hard times as a result of the coronavirus, I understand why this seems very appetizing. As a matter of fact, when it when the first hit, that was my notion as well. Well, can we go ahead and waive mortgage payments for a while to try to balance some things out, give some people some time to catch up? Right? The theory is awesome, right? But like most Democrat ideas related to money, nobody ever explains exactly how we're gonna pay for it. 
right? Here we are in a situation where we've already done a $2 trillion stimulus package. Now, I can't even fathom, like it's beyond my, my conception to come up with the amount of money it would take to suspend every mortgage payment and rent payment in the entire United States of America on every single home, but I can't imagine it's much less than a yeah. You know, $900 billion, maybe another trillion dollars, right? And I'm guessing, I'm totally theorizing, I have no idea. Just a, just an astounding amount of money. So we have to come up with, again, read the article, because I like the fact that, you know, she goes on to say, this is more than a public health crisis, it's an economic crisis, and she's in Minnesota, so she mentions Minnesotans are losing their jobs, they're getting their hours reduced, and they're struggling to put food on the table, okay? And of course, we're, we're all aware of that, we're all aware of that problem, and it is a huge problem. I don't want to play that down by any means. Certainly a lot of people are struggling with this, particularly those who were laid off as a result of the coronavirus. But that doesn't just, that didn't cover just, you know, low-end workers. I mean, not in a mean way, but entry-level workers like restaurants or things like that. It goes all over the top. I live in a building in downtown Denver, and I've spoken to several of my neighbors who've been laid off from top-level corporate jobs. Wow. You know, six-figure jobs that are just gone, right? They, they vaporize. Now, here's the reality. I think a lot of these upper-end companies, and maybe the lower-end ones, too, were looking for reasons to cut the fat, right? Mm. Some of these people didn't really need to be laid off. They just kind of, here's an opportunity to save some money. We're going to use coronavirus. Coronavirus. Oh, you're, shoot, man. You're All gone. Right. Thanks for coming in. Right, So I think a lot of people were laid off as a byproduct of an excuse to do it, but it doesn't change the fact that a lot of families are going to be impacted. A lot of people are going to be hurt by this. The initial in impact was there was a way to waive your mortgage payment for 90 days through a forbearance program. Right, And the forbearance program allowed you to a 90-day payment deferment, but note that word deferment. So you get 90 days. The expectation is you're going to pay back the 90 days you were behind and you're going to add that next month. You've got four months of payments, okay? And that's where I feel like we're going to see a huge jump in the foreclosure market despite multiple warnings. Let's face it, most people are not that financially responsible. They're struggling to make one mortgage payment. So the question became, as they're rolling out this 90-day deferment, if they can't come up with one payment of shortfall, how in God's name are they going to come up with four, four payments when this forbearance thing is over, okay? So that plan, although, you know, in a certain case of renters that didn't pay me, I, I did take advantage of the forbearance, but I'm in a financial position where I know I can make those four payments later. Right? I know I'm going to be okay. I think a lot of people are not going to be okay. And when it comes time to pay four payments, you're going to see a massive, and I mean massive, spike in foreclosures across the market. Okay? So this, this proposal of just waiving it and it just goes away sounds awesome. Like on the surface, what an incredible idea. But while we're at it, we got to discuss free health care, which didn't work. We got to discuss giving college away, which didn't work. Right? We got to discuss pretty much every other democratic policy, which borderlines, and please just save the hate mail because I don't need it, okay? But uh, on the socialism side here, right, where you're starting to give stuff away, it starts becoming very socialist because that money has to be paid for by somebody, okay? And when the forbearance thing kicked in, there were these, uh, it was terrible. I'm part of these landlording groups as a landlord, and people were chiming in, well, you guys have all the money as landlords, and you know you should have money put aside. We shouldn't have to pay rent during this crisis. You should figure it out on your own because you're rich and we're poor, 
Okay. The reality is if you're a landlord, you're probably getting by like everybody else. You just have the wherewithal and intelligence to move one property and turn it into a rental or maybe one or two and you've done well, but you're not living high on the hog, right? I'm not living high on the hog. I got seven rental properties, right? If all of those properties failed to pay rent, I'd be in real trouble. Right? But a guy who's getting by payment to payment, whose renter decides he doesn't want to pay anymore, right? He's really gonna struggle with that. Right. So a lot of first time and you know, first or two, one or two property landlords got hit even harder and they did nothing wrong. The coronavirus is not their fault. So it's very easy for the renters to point the finger at the landlords and go, well, you guys have more money, you should have to handle this. But that's not right. You know, so Miss Omar's proposal and the theory of saying, let's just waive all of it, it sounds great, but it's just simply not that simple. See, first of all, that amount of legislation should, I, I'm going to go with should, take a great deal of time to pass. And the reason I'm saying should is because somehow we managed to print $2 trillion in like two days, right? <laughs> I Incredible. Got an, I got an idea. I bet, let's, just, let's just put $2 trillion. Where are we going to get it? I don't know. Off the printer, bro. What do you mean? Where are we going to get it? They can go faster than that, right? <laughs> hey, man, we're out of green. That's right. Print them purple. We, it's, it's, it's fake money anyway. Me. Nobody's reading that stuff. Just print it. Just print it, right? So it should take a long time to pass that legislation. And if it does take a while to pass that legislation, how will the landlords and the renters and the mortgage holders survive that crisis? Okay. Furthermore, the, what people are forgetting about is there's this, there's this section in between the guy who's writing the mortgage check and the company that catches that mortgage check, the lender, called the mortgage servicer, okay? Mm. And that mortgage servicer, they have to keep a certain amount of money in the bank reserve, right, to be a mortgage servicer. I think it's like, it was either 7 to 1 or 10 to 1. I apologize, I don't remember. They changed the laws a couple of times, so I don't know the exact number. But these servicers are already not collecting payments, okay? So they're cutting into that reserve pretty fast. The mortgage lenders got out of the servicing business a long time ago because servicing got cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So they wanted to outsource all of that. If you suddenly set a proposal that says nobody has to make mortgage or rent payments for, uh, the, she didn't even give a time frame, which I found fascinating, but we're going to just cut it as long as the coronavirus goes on, right? That is some dangerous stuff, man, because how do we know when it's over? That's my thing. I don't to understanding how we're going to know, oh, it, we can go back outside, all right, but is right. how are we going to know? Where did it go? Right, right. How do we know when it started? See what I'm saying? Right. Like, we, we honestly, we have no idea, right? So figuring out when this is going to end and just basing a forgiveness program with this blank check, it's very government-like. Like, I love the idea of just printing money again, and as long <laughs> as you're going to send me some of that money, I'm fascinated. Quick segue on printing money. Did you see the Lakers Got like $5 million in the forbearance plan, yeah, like the forgiveness, and sent it no. back. They sent it back. So they, the Lakers got, they got like $5 million, and they're like, we don't need this. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. That's how you know government spending is running unchecked. Here's $5 million you didn't really ask for. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas, but one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payment to the credit bureau. 
we partner with rentreporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.foreclosuredealscoach.com. Now that's a messenger bot and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about rent reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. That's, I've heard of a couple of businesses, you know, giving that money back, and it's like, uh, I don't know, man. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of people around here who that, that twelve hundred dollars probably yeah. Know, I mean, twelve hundred dollars versus out a little bit multiple millions that they didn't even need, so they handed it back to them. Yeah, right? That's just crazy to me. Break that up for the rest of the people, man. So she's calling this the Rent and Mortgage Cancellation Act, a full payment forgiveness plan, no accumulation of debt for renters or homeowners, and no negative impact on their credit ratings or rental histories. Basically, a um, a clean sweep. Don't pay, no big deal, it's on us, right? Now, I gotta be frank with you, I, I'm, I'm a big capitalist, okay? And I, I just, I don't like the idea of giving money out. This plan won't work, but if it was to work, man, it would be awesome. I gotta tell you, they just made me stop paying my mortgage payment. I, I'm gonna shoot straight because I, I'm thankful to be in a position where through real estate investment, I'm pretty confident, I'd probably get to buy some really dumb stuff <laughs> during the time I could stop paying my mortgage payment and never have to pay it back, right? And unfortunately, I'm not alone. I feel like Best Buy sales will triple. Like suddenly the sale of the 82-inch TV is going to become one of the biggest thing ever, right? You're going to see if that money was going to go towards something useful, right? I could totally see how this would be beneficial, but it's not. Like I, I probably, even the, the bailout money, there are some people who need it to feed their families. And I'm, I'm, again, I don't want to turn into a political discussion where I completely disapprove of it, but I don't like the fact that we're giving money away. And I really don't like the fact of just saying, you don't have to make the payments. Don't worry about it. Okay. The other problem is going back to how do we know when it's over? Right. If you don't set a timeline on it, won't it be in the best interest of pretty much everybody to keep stretching this coronavirus thing around out? <coughs> I don't I'm feel so sick, good. Wait, I don't know, bro. Wait, I got to make my mortgage payment next month? <laughs> no, coronavirus. I don't know, man. That's, that's uh, it's slippery slope. The theory is awesome. The theory of helping people, and this is what I love about Democrats. There's always a heart in helping people. Bernie Sanders, as crazy as that guy is, like he, he had some great ideas on colleges for everybody. We should all have it. I love the theory. The practice doesn't work. Okay, so getting to the next point in this, I, I, what I think is going to solve the problem, and of course we're all theorizing, right? But we don't know how we're going to pay for it. But it isn't going to work if the servicers go out of business, right? So that's the problem too. And then I think the market's going to fix itself. Okay, there's a reality to people are going to go late on their mortgage during this time. That is going to happen, right? People are going to go late who live in their properties, and then landlords, who I explained, are not the rich land barons with the monopoly money and the monocle going, do not pass go, do not collect $200, oh. at least not in most cases. Like, I do have a monocle. <laughs> I just I don't wear it very often because my eyesight's pretty good, right? <laughs> most of them are not that, right? But even the ones that, that aren't that, they, they're probably going to miss rent payments if they don't show up. That's going to happen. The market, capitalism at its finest, is going to forgive that. And here's how I think they're going to do it, okay? The lenders are going to look at a certain time frame where the coronavirus was very popular, and they're going to waive that time frame 
on your mortgage, right? And I'm just, I'm predicting, like we don't know, we're all theorizing right now, but if I'm a mortgage broker, I am not going to discount your credit score based on something happened that happened during this time of crisis, right? If they want to lend any money at all, knowing that everybody was impacted, I think what you're going to see is capitalism will weigh supreme. People are going to want to do deals. They're going to say, if you went late during this time to this time, we're going to forgive that and take that off the score crisis, right? That's how I think it's going to be handled. That is a far cry better, in my opinion, than just giving out free rent and mortgages for an indeterminate amount of time. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at it, even like you were talking about uh, with Barry Sanders and then uh, with Senator uh, Omar, you know, like you're saying, how are we going to pay for it? A lot of uh, what I've heard and a lot of what I've seen in their thing is, you know, oh, we're going to raise taxes on, you know, corporate corporate spending and corporate businesses and things of that nature, blah, blah, blah. It's like um, these guys haven't been, you know, if you're raising taxes, that's taxes that they haven't been paying for a long time. It's probably going to take a long time for them to actually – get around to start doing that and, you know, yes. legislating and fighting and figuring out ways to get out of it. So, again, there's there's a time, there's a time uh, portion Delay. of this yes. that you really have to look at, and and that makes it, you know, either feasible or not feasible. And, yes. then, you know, based on kind of what we're talking and how we're going over it now, it doesn't really seem like that's going to work out at the end of the day. Well, I think it's important to note, like, if you're going to cut taxes, that's pretty easy, right? Because most people, like, if you're going to do a vote to reduce taxes, like, there's not much resistance to that. Like, right. anytime Trump, you know, he did a 15% tax reduction on self-employed people, that was awesome. Nobody argued, right? right. But if you're going to increase taxes, yeah. you have a fight in front of you, right? right? And that, that's the thing. The corporate, like you just said, they've been living on this lower tax bracket. They've hired people based on that tax bracket, those people with taxes go up. You just, just decide to blanketly, corp, you know, let's tax the rich, the corporations, whatever. you got to remember that trickles down, right? It, there's a big push on we got to increase the minimum wage. Like we need to, it's, it's not fair. People can't live on it. All true, and I'm not arguing that fact, but where do you think that money's going to come from, right? Do you think Walmart's just going to increase the minimum wage and then not charge you more for your eggs? They're going to make that money up somewhere, right? right? So it just gets redistributed. All this is about redistribution of wealth, okay? And we are perhaps heading into the greatest redistribution of wealth period that we've seen in the last decade, right? So these ideas of trying to save those people who cannot afford the rent or mortgage payment are awesome. And and the concept is awesome, okay? But you have to understand it is just not as simple, as simple as it seems, Okay? So you need to know that people have to play this all out. And I, and I really appreciate, I love the concept of these, these, these liberal mindset stuff. And I'm not, you know, I'm, not, I'm not shifting to an anti-liberal view here, guys. But we have to look at where this capital is going to come from. How will we pay for all these great ideas? You know? So yeah, I want you to read this article. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I'd love to hear what you think a good solution is to the people who have to pay rent, they have to pay mortgages, and are no longer currently employed. What would you do about it? You know, hop on a foreclosure deals coach Facebook page and let's discuss that. Let's get let's get some ideas out there. Maybe who knows? We can forward this over uh, to, to Miss Omar. She can give give her take on it. That'd be really cool. You know, get some insight from a top-level player here. But we're curious because it's not that we want to ignore the problem. I just don't think a blanket, let's forgive all of it's going to work, okay? And and as a foreclosure guy who knows right now that if they don't do something, if they don't do something to curb the the cycle that we're on, the one absolute guarantee is there's going to be a ton more foreclosures. I'd be lying to you if I didn't say I'm a little giddy about that. 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a foreclosure deals coach. Like, this is kind of what I do. The time is now. This is the place. And I'm super excited. But I don't want mass homelessness. I don't want to see people put out on the street. Nobody's looking forward to what happens next. Some kind of economic change has to happen. I'm just not certain this is it. Does that make sense? So what, what I want to get out there now is just kind of, let, let's create a dialogue, okay? Now, the problem with these Facebook discussions is people get all up in arms, people get excited and all that stuff. I don't want to start a fight here. I simply want to discuss what the possibilities are. What other ways can we do to help? My proposal is forgive in the sense of credit reporting and et cetera. Maybe roll the, the payments to the back of the loan if the lender is so inclined. But I got to note, guys, these guys lent out all this money. They get to decide what they want to do to get their money back, right? If they don't want to forgive the payment, they shouldn't have to, right? Because it creates this precedence where the government can tell you what to do with your money and then suddenly nobody's going to want to lend money to anybody, right? Because they know the government can just step in and go, eh, you know, this went down, coronavirus, you don't have to pay it back. These guys can't pay you back, sorry, but we're going to defend them. That doesn't work either. Capitalism, the, the best system, in my opinion, is going to eventually weigh out. This is all going to settle itself down. You just got to read the signs and be prepared to handle this. One proposal is great, though. That, what I, I really love uh, this notion from Senator Omar, just the idea that this could potentially help. I'm just glad they're spitballing ideas. I just don't think this is the one that I want to go with. But just, you know, kudos to her for making that attempt, for sure. With that, guys, we're wrapping up here. We've got a lot to discuss. Hop on the uh, foreclosuredealscoach.com. You know, you, what you might want to try out is we've got a new foreclosure list feature where you can click on foreclosure list. You stick in your zip code. It sends you back a list of foreclosures right there in your market. It's one of the buttons right there in the foreclosure deals coach podcast uh, sorry, uh, Messenger Bot. So just click on that if you want to get a list of foreclosures in the area. It'll get you set up with a data feed from foreclosures.com, one of our affiliate partners, helping you to get the latest and greatest in foreclosures right as they hit the market. Incredible way to keep attuned to your local market. For sure. And guys, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Foreclosure Deals Coast podcast. We want to keep you tapped in. We want to keep you connected so you get those notifications when we post new episodes and when we have deal alerts for potential properties that we're working on here in Colorado. So, um, um, yeah, definitely subscribe and let us know what you think. Yeah, and furthermore, listen, hey, as soon as this coronavirus thing is completely lifted, we can have meetings of more than five or six people at a time. We will be holding a meetup uh, in Denver, Colorado area, so just keep an ear to the ground on that. Love to have you guys come out, you know, grab a beer together or coffee, whatever your preference is there, and put a little face to the name with all the listeners and all the feedback we've been getting. It would be awesome to meet all the great listeners of the show, so just stay tuned on that. Uh, should be coming up. We have a site on Meetup, Foreclosure Deals Coach, on meetup.com. You can also find that at foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the events uh, section there to get some information about events coming up. All right. So with that, that is our show today. Um, you know, it's super poignant. It's super, we got a lot going on and we're really trying to stave off the inevitable foreclosure market that's coming, right? We, we know things are changing. We know things are coming. It is awesome to see Politico, you know, have some, Let's just say it's some color there and there. Just have some other, other perspectives oh, yeah, on there. Sure. You know, that, that's a nice touch. So a Muslim woman, I just I saw the article. I disagreed with it, but I love the fact that it was coming from a place of help and, and Minnesota of all places. I mean, that's just that's just not a state where you're expecting a Muslim woman to be in a political position, but awesome for her. Very that's good. just awesome. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. Keep an eye on what's going out there. And in the meantime, as we end every single show, don't buy a house, buy, buy a deal. deal. Oh! <laughs>
Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.